everyone, and welcome to episode number 42 of the Spoiler Cast. Uh, I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. Don't mind me. I'm still in a post-JoJo's funk. Why was there a Friday with no new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? That's not right. Because anime Jesus hates you. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice on the line is Allie. Hiya! Winky face! <laughs> <laughs> We've all been playing way too much Overwatch, and of course, we're also joined by Barra. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, the spoiler cast is your look at what we've been playing, and um, we spoil a game, movie, whatever the topic of the day is. Um, in this case, we're actually going to be doing a little retro, so it's the end of the year for us recording it, and it should come out shortly <laughs> after. It's a new year, so 2017 is about to start, and we wanted to talk about our favorite games, moments, these favorite moments, all as they pertain to gaming in 2016. Right. Yep. So we're gonna uh, start things off with worst soda or worst soft drink, and that goes to Moxie. Yep. Hands down, Disgusting. Moxie. Very, These people are all very much wrong. Moxie is a glorious soda, which for those of you who are not privileged enough to be in New England or select parts of the Northeast, is wonderful tasting. Yes, it makes you feel like an old man slash Ted Williams, but that's fine because you know what. You drink Moxie and you feel like you could storm the beaches and kill Nazis. No, no. Which, surprisingly, is relevant today. Yeah. Whoever thought. So, so what I've been playing recently, recently what I've been playing is Nazi Simulator 2016. But I think the game's broken because it just keeps, keeps telling me to hit alt-right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Get it, everybody get out of your system. Yeah. We're, 2016, all for better or for worse, for me personally, was a really good year. I don't know how it was for y'all at home or the people sitting here with me today talk, having this podcast. We, I know there was, it was a really bad year. Otherwise, politically, it, it just it was it was a bad year. It'll, I guess we can leave it at that. Yeah, like I will also say, and this is kind of a, it's actually a bit of a trend with a number of people I know that like 2016 for me was actually on a personal level a really excellent year. Yeah. Like I mean, I got to start work with you clowns, yeah. which is great. Um, my job at the newspaper has been wonderful. Um, I really like the Rhode Island area, that, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's a lot of great things that have happened to me in 2016. It's just it's been a terrible year for America. <laughs> yeah. And the world. And, and the world. Yeah. Great year for Americans. Horrible year for America. Oh, yeah. oh God. No. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yes. Pretty... No, that's... Uh, yes, so, yeah. No, so, it's... So, yeah. It's... Uh, we are in darkest timeline. Uh, let's take care of each other right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maybe our grandchildren will be playing video games about how exciting it was to live in 2016. Oh, God, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I already feel old enough as it is. Please don't say no, no, things no, no. like that. They're, no, no, Barrett, it's just they won't be playing Fallout 5 in the future. They'll just be living Fallout 5. <laughs> oh, God. Does this mean that we all get power armor? Yeah. <laughs> No, because that would be good. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, so, so I don't get my Gundam. Uh, 2018. There's always 2018 for Gundams. Amen. It's true. Hey, New Japan already I'm... built a life-size Gundam. Uh, dig, 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 dig. I'm just really sad Sweet. because today, or was it yesterday, marks the one-year anniversary at what of what would have been the third impact, and I'm kind of sad we all didn't get turned into Tang last year. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would have been preferable. 
<laughs> She's Sing. got the touch. <laughs> She's got the power. <laughs> yeah, tanked. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Speaking guys. of Ava, just yet last night, I actually saw, <laughs> I found a hilarious, absolutely hilarious drawing of, uh, of Gendo doing a signature pose while on the toilet. Oh no! Mm. With his elbows on his knees, just like. Mm. I mean, I don't want to think about like Gendo pooping, and now I am. Zero number of people who do that pose <laughs> while taking a massive and perplexing dump. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome back, Allie. <laughs> uh, can I go back to bed? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sorry, I, I just gotta say, like, I mean, for for just the addition of the two of you alone to this group, is 2016 was just an awesome year. So it's been really great to have both of you, Allie and Barry. Sorry, on the I'm program. never around. No, it's fine. It's we're, fine. We're, none of us are ever around. So it's true. It's, 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 it's a problem matter. with the cast. We make great material, but consistency is a problem. It's an issue. <laughs> Fortunately, oh. we should be able to have we're pumping them out today. Flipping bugs. Yeah, yeah. Even if we don't manage to get together. Even if it kills us. Especially yeah. if it kills us. Yes, this is true. So, jumping into... <laughs> we'll either commit suicide or die trying. Uh, jumping into the games of 2016, I, as I was going back and making this list, I had forgotten that a lot of games at the beginning of the year had come out this year. Uh-huh. Like, it just, they sort of surprised me, like, cheap among them, Uncharted 4. I, was, I forgot that that game had come out this year for oh, whatever yeah. reason. Um, but I was going through this list and I was thinking, like, we're just sort of coming to the realization that this was like a really really good year for video games it like, was well <laughs> with a few notable exceptions I, I you know and i was thinking about that this morning actually tris because i know you had that i saw that video you posted on um sort of like the the, the best game of the year yeah so uh, um, so spoilers i have already announced what my favorite game <laughs> what i think the best game of 2016 was and you can check it out on our youtube channel and our vidby channel yes just just slash three-headed boy all spelled out on those channels and Spoilers, it rhymes with room. <laughs> oh, hi. And, oh, hi, doggy. Oh, <laughs> um, best dog of 2016. Oh, um, that would be Cirrus, my parents' beautiful white German shepherd, who is still struggling along, but still holding up, even with his, his legs slightly oh. failing him. See, I thought you were going to say video game dogs, and I was going to say the dogs from 100 Foot Robot Golf, a.k.a. Project <laughs> C. Uh, I, I have a feeling 100 Foot Robot Golf is... Dishonored 2. Yes. Um, and we're actually going to be talking about Dishonored 2 in a later podcast um, coming coming soon to mm-hmm. ears near you. Um, but I was just going through this list, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of, like, really great stuff that came out. A lot of stuff that probably won't get mentioned too, too much. Mm-hmm. So I figured maybe we could just, like, go around the room and, like, pick a game that we think may not – other people may not have played and talk about a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and the one I wanted to start with was The Witness. Mm-hmm. And I don't know – I don't think anybody else here played The Witness. I tried. It made me feel stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like the, and the reason I wanted to bring it up now is I don't think it's going to be our collect in our collective conversation for best game of 2016. But for me, it was probably like my second favorite game of 2016. Really? But it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably the best puzzle slash adventure game I've ever played. Um, it's the way it works with perspective. It's one of those games that kind of gives back what you put in sort of kind of like the way Fez was um, really? a few years ago where Fez was like, kind of on the surface just a basic kind of 2d platformer although they had 3d elements but then there was this whole meta 
there's a whole meta with the witness that you can get into once you sort of beat the game you haven't really beaten the game the puzzles are really good and um ali one thing i did want to say about the witness you said you it said you you said it made you feel dumb i think it does at some points but i think to the game's credit once you go out and you start exploring and solving other puzzles you can kind of come back with a refreshed mind and i found that the the solutions to puzzles i was having trouble with earlier kind of made themselves clearer to me as i went through the game and i can see that i um, solved others um so what was your experience like with the witness and ali Oh, just, I watched my boyfriend play it a bunch, and I was like, wow, I don't understand any of these puzzles, and he's showing me the solutions, I'm like, yep, I just, I couldn't have figured that out on my own, I'm not that kind of person. I did posit the idea, though, of how crazy would that game be if it had VR support? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. I mean, Um, we've talked about VR stuff in a previous cast, but I would definitely say that, uh... There is, we didn't mention it, but like the uh, how VR can work with puzzle games, I do think it's going to be fascinating mm-hmm. because, like, just like I just, I mean, like, VR basically just gives you new design space, and puzzles are something where I feel like, especially with new technology, you can use you can use the de- you get a lot of bang for your buck with the new design space. Yeah. Like, to use a shooter where it's 3D, like, you have to, and to make it great. There's a lot of different angles. For a puzzle, you just have to feel like this is clever and it looks pretty. Yep. Uh, to that end, what came out very recently is I Expect You to Die, <laughs> okay. which is a puzzle-based VR game centered around old-style James Bondian spy antics. Ooh. There are tons of different missions, and they all are very much puzzle based but they're kind of like an escape the room sort mm-hmm. of thing mm. um like there's one where you have to where you are in a car in the back of an airplane and the airplane is filling up with poisonous gas mm. there's also a bomb in the car and what you have it's a spy car so it's got all these wacky gadgets and stuff and what you have to do is you have to drive the car out of the airplane yeah to figure out how to do that before the poisonous gas overtakes you that sounds fun. So it's got a bunch of different missions like that. Um, but it's also got that old kind of... Um, uh, what's the... What's the name for that art style? Kind of art deco-y. Okay. But a little bit newer. <laughs> like a Bioshock kind of thing? Sort of. You know. Um, but like framed around like the old spy movies. Like nineteen so early 1960s style stuff. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, like in terms of uh, aesthetics, which we will be talking about in another cla- in, a, in, a, in another cast, uh, aesthetics in like games and movies are oftentimes very interesting. And one of the coolest things about Rogue One is is that it had that 1970s aesthetics with just the material around it, um, which I thought was very cool. But yeah, so but we'll save that. We we'll save yeah. that. We'll Rogue save one. that. Yeah, we'll have a Rogue One spoiler cast. I think the next one after this one will be the Rogue One spoiler cast. Exactly. Um, uh, I, I think in general VR games though as a whole are sort of one of the best games of the year. Um, mm. Just from the, their newness, kind of the fresh concept. Um, that they don't suck. That they don't completely suck. I think no, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think both Dan and I were of the opinion. When we saw the VR tread before we tried it, like, this is just going to blow chunks. Well, and you at least guys, I was. Well, and you guys haven't tried the, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think you guys have, tried the uh, Rogue One X-Wing mission no. in VR? It's awesome. Yeah. Just, just sitting in the cockpit of an X-Wing, being able to look around 
and push all the buttons and having them do stuff. And then having... Okay. The moment that sold me on that VR mission was when I shot a TIE fighter, I sheared its wing off, and I flew through it, and I heard the wing and the pod, like, go on the other side of me. Yeah. Like, like, and the sound was perfect. Yeah. I was like... I will say that just playing, like, the EVE flight simulator is, like, flawed and weird and is, like, much as I don't really care about the EVE lore, like, just the experiences of flying around in space like that made me want to get, uh, XO, to get, um, the, to get Rogue Squadron as a game in in VR. So, I would pay 80 bucks for more missions, for more X-Wing VR missions. Tristan's actually been shaving with this now he's been growing his fingernails long and just playing vr flight missions and scraping the hair off of his face it's been it's been pretty wild <laughs> just claw my face off in happiness yeah. i don't need it anymore all i need are my eyes <laughs> yeah no so yeah <laughs> underneath dear the vr reader, headset there is readers, no face just eyes listeners, nobody do reads you think we're telling the truth or not you will never know. <laughs> Not yet, Allie. If nobody read, I would be living on your couch. You don't want that to happen. Make sure people read newspapers. Actually, I would because then you could drink cheer wine, which is a much better regional soda than that moxie bullshit. <laughs> Yo, it's so the best thing to come out of moxie. terrible and deserves to be William Tecumseh Sherman? No, cheer wine is actually delicious, and I say this as someone who generally hates things that are cherry-flavored. Well, I do love cherry flavor, so maybe Cher- Sherman will not burn it. <laughs> Al- Allie, were there any games that you wanted to mention that you had been playing this year that um, we probably won't talk about? <laughs> yes. Um, I was actually torn between two. You but... can talk about them both. That's well, fine. the one that I really want to make sure that gets mentioned is Valhalla. It... Yeah, I-, I heard about that one. Oh, it's so good. Um, basically, it's... It's cyberpunk bartend. It's a cyberpunk bartending adventure, where you play as this woman named Jill, and she works at a bar in like horrible, oppressive cyberpunk England, I think it is. Ooh. And you basically get to meet a bunch of customers and make friends with them by making the right drinks for them, and just learn about their lives. And there's this whole really interesting um, story going along over these characters, and like you can make friends with them and like sometimes they'll some of them will even depending on the how you make their drinks correctly will come to your house and hang out with you it's just it was sorry i'm still waking up apparently um it was just really amazing i poured a lot of significant time into it it's some of the best writing i've ever seen in a game i guess you could kind of count it as a visual novel in some sense has really amazing music also has another good contender for best dog of 2016 which is also a corgi 2016 is just continuing the trend of corgis and now it's like mm-hmm. corgis and video games with valhalla and hundred foot robot golf <laughs> so did you guys know that corgis were actually bred to herd cattle yes yes i did which Duh. is to be kind of amazing Oh, because, like, they look like, oh, they're, like, little, little, little stubby, like, you know, uh, play dogs. But, nope, these are working animals that just look so cute and ridiculous as they herd the cattle amongst the Welsh countryside. Trust my, me, my, my mother has one. I learned yeah. that right off the bat when I first met my mom's dog. Yep. Nice. Wait, do you guys have a dog? Uh, 
I don't. It sounds like Allie does. No, my my mom has a dog. I don't. Oh, I wish. Okay. I have a cat. She's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I I've always wanted a corgi, and so I've done my research. Nice. Um, and that's how I knew that they they were actually. And actually, if you don't train a corgi from sort of birth to not have that mindset, they can be pretty territorial and mean. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Bite at heels and stuff like that as they get older, yeah. So wait, wait a second, Dan. When you were first dating your girlfriend, was the thing that like sealed the deal when you revealed to her that like you have always wanted to be a corgi dad? And you were just like, my gosh, must lock this man down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> wait, did I, does she hate dogs? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, well, she's good. a cat person, but... Uh, She's she's open to dogs. That's good. That's the, good. The jury's still out on what she saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we certainly did. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Yeah, I always figure that out too when I did. So like, why are they here? <laughs> Barry, you are massively rude. I am a terrible person. <laughs> Is everything okay, Tristan? Nah, I just wanted to move the mic in closer. Oh, okay. Now that we're done. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I basically um, to. Bring it back around. You can basically call Valhalla a indie bartet indie bartender sim with mm-hmm. visual it novel elements. Good. It's really good. It, it sounds great. I mean, what when you described that, it reminded me a lot of why people love like the old school adventure games, like which you know in terms of like heavy on the story, not as heavy on the mechanics and such. Yeah, it's really nice. There- I'm fine with like I I play games for story and like when there's also excellent mechanics that that is like a bonus but at the same time if i can get a great story and the mechanics don't fa- factor in as heavily i'm okay if the story can like really go to play and uh by the way i'll include all this in the show notes because i know valhalla has a weird spelling to it so if you're interested yes, and you're it's listening a dash one one yeah h-a-l-l-a <laughs> yeah that's so, pretty cool so i'll uh it's... i'll include that in the, with a link in the in the notes but um I think in general, though, this year, there was a big big surge of indie games, but more so, but I I think the difference, there's always been a lot of indie games, or at least the past five years or so, indies has always been sort of like a big thing. Mm -hmm. But I think this year was the first year where those games started to become people's favorite games of the year. And I think technology's caught up to the point now where people are making these really solid storytelling kind of experiences like Valhalla, like Firewatch is another one I can think of. I wasn't a huge fan of Firewatch, but I can totally understand why you would be and kind of what it was doing for the media. Um, Oxenfree, that dragon cancer. That's the other game um, I was going to mention was Oxenfree. Okay, go ahead. Oh, and just thank you for bringing that game up because I feel like that's another thing a lot of people won't play because it kind of went under the radar for a while and it's mm-hmm. really, really excellent. It's in my top five, actually. Oh, wow. nice! Yeah, we should do like if you can if you can come up with a top five. I don't think I'm gonna have one by the time we get there. That'd be cool, like a cool discussion. I don't think we have to level on our the best game of the year, <laughs> essentially for all of us. But just having that discussion later would be pretty cool. Um, I'm just I, I think if it's cool, and then Tristan and Barrel, if you want to come up with a uh, another like game that nobody else played that we can talk about. I just kind of want to go through some of these little games and kind of give people those props if, oh, can, if that's cool. You'll probably hit one of these little games, though. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I do not get game As much as I love games, I do not nearly do as much gaming as, as you all do. Most of the time, it's actually in conjunction when, with making stuff for the for the cast. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, I'm playing catch-up with stuff that was previous years. But something that Trish showed me that I has really stuck with me that I loved was Super Hot. 
Yeah. I think Super Hot is a game that people really should play. Mm-hmm. Like it is in terms of in terms of like just shooters and a weird interesting story and and like very stylized graphics. Like what I think is the cool and the cool things about Super Hot is is that it really shows you that you don't need a lot of technical hardware to make a game that is both interesting in story and really good with mechanics. It's also it's also nice that it's a puzzle shooter that yeah. isn't Portal. Yes, that's also true. <laughs> like the the thing, yeah, and the thing with that too is that again, as I said that you, well, about the the thing with um, what's the word? The thing that a lot that you can have a good game where the mechanics aren't necessarily good if the story is really on point. I feel a number of indie games do take advantage of like, hey, we're not going to really have as awesome mechanics, but we're going to have really, really good, compelling stories. I feel like Super Hot is cool in the sense that it is both. It is like straight up a world class mechanical experience, like from a game perspective. Like if you don't care about the story at all, it's still like excellent as a puzzle shooter. Whereas is that, um, but whereas is that there's also a pretty dang cool story too. So Super Hot would definitely be my game that you probably didn't play that you should play. I'm actually gonna play that like this coming week. I, I just I yeah. just downloaded it and I'm excited to, to get into it. <laughs> so a game that maybe not that then but all right. So a game that everyone forgot about that came out this year mm-hmm. was the new Deus Ex. Yeah, mm. I, I I didn't even put it on the list, but I'll put it on yeah. the list now. That game came out. And everyone forgot about it. Like, to, it came out to no fanfare. What, which one is it, even? It's uh, Mankind Divided. Okay. Wasn't it also good? I'm sure it was. It's fairly good. Um, it's very heavy-handed with mechanical apartheid. So playing it as a straight white male in America <laughs> is like, oh, Okay. <laughs> That's what that's like. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's like this. It's shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty shit. <laughs> yes, I have all my papers. <clears throat> the uh the other kind of swing I just wanted to kind of finish up on the indie stuff too. Like so there's other games like Stardew Valley came out. I didn't play it, but here that one was pretty good. Um a couple that I played, uh, Owl Boy is another one. Oh, Owl Boy is so good. I can't play it because it's only on PC right now, and I have a Mac, and I don't have Virtual Machine uh, set up yet. So I either have to wait for it to come out on a Mac or a console or just never play it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I really hope you get a chance to play it. I'm not great at it, and like I played it for such an extended period of time that my hand started to hurt. I don't know why that was. I think I had just taken a break from PC gaming, and that was the first game I jumped back on. And I'm like, huh, uh, tendinitis is a bitch. It is. <laughs> uh, but it's really, the other one... it's beautiful. It's an indie darling. Yeah, and it's got a cool art style, so I've seen enough to know that it has a really neat, it's like that old pixel art style, but like really, really high-res pixel art. Like really they well give done. a shit pixel art. Yeah. yeah. Um, looks beautiful. I, I think the soundtrack's getting pretty high praise too. I can't speak to that so much. But. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think that's... I didn't put in music category in here because I feel like one of the components of a good game <laughs> these days, especially an indie music. game, is having good music kind of put you through. Like, the one that people keep talking about that I now listen to on the reggae is Fury. I, I didn't play that game, but that's another indie game with just, like, this kick-ass soundtrack. It's from the guy who did Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. and it's just so cool. It's so nice. good. Uh, it just gets you pumped up. Like, listen to it before you start your day. Um, the other indie game that I wanted to bring up that... I've recently discovered through other Game of the Year awards, mm-hmm. and it's actually been sort of my girlfriend's introduction into gaming in the, really? in the co-op sense. And it's the only real true local co-op game I can think of that came out this year is Overcooked. And I know I brought it up on, on our chat the other day. So Overcooked is basically a two, one to four player, but I think two to four people is recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience where you basically work together in a kitchen with different scenarios and you have to basically pump out these orders that people have but you have to work together to make the orders so if somebody you know it's like okay we need tomato soup so you have to throw tomatoes in a pot then plate it then send it out you got to clean the dishes you got to cut up the tomatoes you know they have fish and chips and i think there's tacos later and there's all these different meals you have to make but the important thing is they throw different oddball scenarios at you and you have to work together to resolve them so like there's one level where if you leave food out on a counter ants come and will take it and run it away um there's one where there's like the the place moves or the the counter spaces move on you and you got to like work together on that that's awesome it's a it's an awesome game uh and it's made by two guys (laughs) just these two dudes and it's just the coolest and i highly recommend you check it out there's another one uh there's a vr game like that it's a vr diner duo oh okay and the way that works is you have one person it's for the vive i'm not sure if it's for oculus and the way that works is you have one player in vr who is the cook you have another player just on a controller on a separate computer who's take who's the waiter interesting so you have to communicate back and forth as to what all the orders are the, the chef has to memorize the different burger recipes and manage like cooking the meat getting stuff out but if you leave stuff out too long it goes bad there are uh, you have to manage drinks and all trying to do it in a timely fashion. Nice. Uh, one of the pro strategies, though, is that the chef can actually fling the, the completed burgers. <laughs> so so while the chef can like put them out, ring the bell, waiter comes back, picks them up, if you're working together right well enough or gets hectic enough, if you complete a burger, you can just it over to the person. As long as your aim is good and it lands in front of them. It counts, and I and I don't know what Diner Dash does for that. With the thing with the thing, the cool thing about Overcooked is your your roles kind of shift based on the situation and the scenario. And it's just it's it. I really is. It takes me back to being like a teenager and like that visceral co op couch experience that I just haven't gotten in so many years because everything's online now and it's just cool to be like you know barking like i need a beef patty i need a beef patty and, and you know we it, need, it, we need just... two number sixes and a number five i screamed i screamed so... where's the meat a lot the one time i played that game where's the <laughs> meat <laughs> yeah did you no, you're did gonna, you... it's gonna catch on fire did you like it Ali? Did you play oh it i with... loved it it was amazing yeah. it's it's, yeah. Get, it's like nail biting tension almost of... yeah <laughs> Did you play it with uh with uh, with your partner? Yeah, um, and two friends of ours. It, so it was four. Oh, player. it was a four person one. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, I've never yeah. had a chance to play. I've not had a chance to play Overcooked, but I, as soon as I heard about it, I started looking up footage on YouTube, and I was like, oh my god, this is the sort of game that will ruin friendships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Let, bastard! How could you let the bird? Yeah. Let me burn. Let's be real that though. There is only one game that truly ruins friendships. Monopoly. No. Go diplomacy. Ahead. Oh. <laughs> well, here's the good news. Wait, Nobody what plays did, what, diplomacy what game did you say, Dan? Oh, I was I was gonna say Mario Party, but <laughs> <laughs> but diplomacy works too. Diplomacy is not bad, Ali. You are objectively wrong. Diplomacy <laughs> is bad. <laughs> but uh, what? It, so. I actually have two things that come to mind for that because I've not played Overcooked, but it sounds amazing. Uh, one is is it just is a straight diner simulator, like without the ants or the shifting, you could make an exciting game. And the fact yeah. that like they had something where it's just like simulate working in a restaurant with two people, that could be hard, challenging, and interesting. But then they decide to take it to the next level like that. <clears throat> that's impressive and cool. Yeah. But the bigger thing is is that I really do miss couch co-op. Yeah. I think that there is a lot of nostalgia of people of our era who grew up like playing Halo uh, on our couch or, you know, playing Call of Duty in like those land centers. Like if I could go to a land center and play a shooter with like my friends again, where I could be shouting at them across the room instead of typing, I would love that. But they those kind of experience I mean, even Halo did the last Halo didn't have that. Yeah, I was I was at um was outrageous. I was at my friend's house uh, a couple days ago, and we played uh, Hyrule Warriors together. The Dragon Warrior with I think it's Dragon Warrior. What the hell is it? Dragon Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors. Warriors. Mm. There's too many Huge warriors title. and dragons and dynasties. Dynasty Warriors like with Zelda. Yeah. And you can't even do that co-op on a screen. One person has to use the Wii controller yep. as a screen. I was like, what is this? Anyway, that that's I mean, my little rant. The biggest outrage was is that we could was is that I get Halo Five. <laughs> To play with my friends, and I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna be able to do like you know the split screen yeah. campaign." Like, yeah. where is this that? Nope. nope, nope. We had to take turns. This is Halo. So it's a, it's a game where if you have two of you, you can play it together. So <laughs> we have lovely. never we have never had TVs this big before, and now we can't do split screen co op. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Yeah, we were in we, our day. We suffered through six forty by four eighty cut into fourths. I think the last game that I yeah, played the split by apartment was Borderlands. Huge. Borderlands. Wow. Uh, yeah. Once again, Borderlands is the hero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll shut up now. Somebody else can talk about one of their overlooked favorite games of the year. I think we all did one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I just don't. Uh, the, so, all right. So the only other, the only other item, I, the only other indie title, and this one, I almost they've almost gotten themselves to a point where. I almost don't consider them indie, even though they are, is that, or at least I think they are, is that Inside mm-hmm. came out. And that's played at those are the folks that brought Limbo, brought us Limbo a few years ago. And Inside's a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. I know some people didn't like it so much. Um, the puzzles are pretty simple. The ending, though, is really cool. And this, without spoiling anything, the secret ending is even cooler. Yeah. Um, There's a secret ending? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you played it? No. Uh, I've heard it's amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's like a there's like a brain bending secret ending you can find. I don't want to talk about it now because this wasn't labeled as the inside spoiler cast, but if we want to talk about it, we, I can yell yeah. spoilers. It's, it's, the secret spoiler is uh, the secret ending is definitely better than the meat potato ending. But the meat potato ending is still really fun, oh, surprising yeah. and cool. But well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll leave it at that. But I really enjoyed it. Did you play it, Tris? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It's pretty short. You can get in through it in a couple afternoons, I think, yeah. probably. Nice. Well, if the three of you and and Jim Sterling all agree on inside, I must definitely play it. <laughs> all right. 
So now next thing I want to move to, I guess we'll we'll go to like just sort of like basic categories. And any of you, if you come up with one, feel free to shout it out. Um, so the first one, uh, in the spirit of something Barry was talking about earlier, is biggest rise and hardest fall of 2016. Which I would have to say would be Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. Easily. And uh, I will, do you mind if I, if I do a little Brenna? So Pokemon Go, I think, was a absolute fascinating thing. <laughs> and by absolute fascinating, I mean, like, everybody got on it, including myself. Everybody was playing it, and everybody was enjoying it. And it was also a really cool glimpse into new design space for games. Mm-hmm. While admittedly being not the most well-designed game, mm-hmm. like which was the reason for, we'll get to it, where it's precipitous fall. But it was basically just like you got to wander around in your neighborhood and the mechanics of Pokemon happened, which is that you wander around and you find stuff and you catch it. And that was in many ways very cool because you were suddenly just like interacting with all these people who are in on, who are like in on this thing with you. And there were just a lot of like cool, like interesting conversations. You like I, oh, you like I remember I was wandering around up in New Hampshire, and I like met this met this lady who like we were both clearly searching for Pokemon, and then we have this conversation, and then it ended up raining, but I ended up like inviting her and her boyfriend up to go like hiking with some people later on. It was just like this is just like total interaction that wouldn't have happened with me and a random person if it wasn't clear that we had like a common connection. My my favorite Pokemon Go interaction, uh, I was. I was just walking down, walking my street, like all the way up and down, and I'm walking back, and I pull in. This is like a, it's like a Friday I have off, and I, you know, walking over down to the church down the street to get that Pokestop, mm-hmm. and a guy and a girl in a car come driving in. They go around sort of the U-turn in there, start to leave, and as they're pulling out he rolls down the window we look at each other and we just go team valor forever <laughs> my, my favorite story was um right after it came out obviously this is when most stories occurred <laughs> yeah uh, i leave my apartment at that point i was living in a different apartment on a main street in boston um and i i walk out of my house and i look to my right and there's there's just a lone like multicolored umbrella and the person in a giant trench coat standing in a graveyard that's <laughs> <laughs> By, by himself, I, I go back in the house. I come out like 15 minutes later. This person's still standing there. It's just awkward. Um, and then, of course, later on, I, I'm i driving off somewhere, and I see the same trench coat and multicolored rainbow walking down the street, and sure enough, on their mobile device. Yep. Nice. Pokemon Go. Yeah. I Yeah, no, it's in – also, I will credit Pokemon Go for <clears throat> allowing me to play – hours of video games on the clock for work yeah because <laughs> uh, like every other newspaper i got to write an article about it um we we had it was to, wonderful we had to make a uh, we had to put a lockdown on pokemon go at work we had really? signs that we had to put up signs saying there are no pokemon back here if you are caught hunting Pokemon, you can Pokemon go home. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. It was that rude. Bad. Rude. Well, one of the other things, too, that I thought was very cool was is that it really, even with the limited interface, it really also just, like, blended the game in with the world in very cool ways. Like, for instance, the, the exercise component. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go actively encouraged you to go out and exercise and get out of the house. We, we used it to promote a show. We set up a um, 
like a thing. What what do you call it? The lure. Yeah. Right at our venue at ASU twenty. Oh, that's and, amazing. And people came by and were like hanging out outside and listening, and it was that's really fantastic. cool. Yeah, it was neat. And the poker stops too. I mean, I know that they were mostly from Ingress, but even with that being so, it's not totally the credit for the game in of itself. But they they were. You go to the Pokestops and they like teach you a lot about like the history and like the landmarks of the area you're in. Like I actually didn't know in Foxborough, which is the oh, which was the town I cover and for news by newspapers, that there's this whole like street of historic houses, uh, which is awesome and really really cool. Uh, so yeah, I ended up uh, really so there were just a lot of these positive components and everybody I think got excited with it and you know you are you curious talking now like. I think we all, none of us regret our time playing Pokemon Go. The problem with the game was, is, is that it just, that it was, it, it was design caught up with it. It was just not a good, it, it did not have much staying power. Yeah. Well, so from all the crashes and instability when it first started. Right. Then, then there was no end game. Right. Yeah. Then there was no none of the promised features, such as trading, or battling other players. Right. Which was like that's kind of the entire point. Right. Of well, Pokemon. Well, it's one of the points. The exploring and catching is one of them, but trading but and battling. Well, is but, what here, you but here's the thing: is that is on. that yes, exploring and capturing, but then you need something to actually do with those Pokemon. Right. Exactly. And Instead all there was like was challenging gyms. Which the gym mechanic was kind of terrible. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the and then the system to actually track down Pokemon broke. Mm. And then they shut down all the third parties plugins and sites to, that had popped up to fill that void. And then replaced with something that still doesn't work. And and basically what it did was it removed the ability for you to look around and go, okay, there's something here. I want this. Let me track it down and explore. It just became cool. There's something around here. I don't know where the it is, so I'm just gonna wander and hope I run into it. Thank you for self censoring that word. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and yeah, I think that that was a, a big issue in terms of longevity. Was is that like once the novelty of like oh, well, I think it's kind of interesting. One, it's like the novelty wears off. Of, oh, you can go hunt things and find them. Uh, once. What's that where we're off? You didn't really have a way to like battle with your friends or trade, like because right, there's no end game. Yeah, what's it? yeah. There's no, no end game. game, like you said. Yeah, again, like I, I think Tris pretty much just like encapsulated <laughs> it uh, in a nutshell, and I do believe that if the game was it, you were able to trade in battle, we'd st it would probably still be at the same level that it was, or at least the drop would not have been as precipitous <laughs> because it would be have become a collectibles game. And, like, collectibles games are, you know, as a person who plays Magic, like, collectibles games are very popular and people just will wander around and spend a lot of time, resources, and money to get the collectibles they want, especially if those collectibles, as in the case of Magic, can allow you to play a cool game. With Pokemon Go, it's just like, I could find collectibles, but I can't share them or profit from them, and I can't and I can't really do anything with them but engage with the stupid gym battle system that is Why can't really I unfair. hold all these Pidgeys? <laughs> yes, the predominance of Pidgeys was also a little bit annoying.
I wanted to point out for uh, as a longevity come on uh, longevity end, I wanted to bring up another game that came out this year, uh, which I mean just continues to surprise me. Is World of Warcraft Legion came out? Yeah, and I I realized he, when he I looked it up, that dead horse. Well, but no, people it's are good. back in and playing it again. They're keep, still playing it now. Keep zapping that dead horse. Keep... And I went on Wikipedia. It still lives. Yeah, keep I went on Wikipedia. That corpse up. 2004 is when the original World of Warcraft came out. That's yeah. 12 years ago. And so George have... W. Bush was beginning his second term, and World of Warcraft came out. And meanwhile, the beginning of the end has begun, and we're still playing <laughs> World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Although appropriately, it's about with the demon invasion of the Burning Legion. Yeah, I just wanted to point out because it's amazing. And this one now, I guess more so than ever, is kind of classic WoW people are saying. And it's bringing people back, and in the millions, people, I mean, are still playing this game. It's just... It's insane. I mean, I mean Blizzard. I mean, we'll talk about another Blizzard we'll game that Blizzard came out game. this year later. I'm sure that'll be our oh, yeah. our cap off. But, oh uh, yeah. yeah, Blizzard uh, is just does a really uh, good job with its stuff. Let's yeah. be real here. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time Blizzard has actually released a dud? Oh wait, no, sorry. Diablo three was the clo- uh, closest thing they had to a dud game. Yeah, and I think it still made them a ton of money, and people didn't call it a total travesty. Right. Like, it was not, didn't live up to D1 and D2, but it was still just like, it was just okay, which for Blizzard is shockingly bad. It certainly wasn't the game I would say had had the bigger rise and fall. Because, so the game I'm going to talk about, instead of Pokemon Go, which had a rise and kept going and then dropped off, this is a game that rose and rose and rose and then immediately plunged off the cliff. Fell into the gorge, impaled itself on the spikes, and then caught fire. And then shed itself. And that's No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think No Man's Sky Tristan ever really took off pick. though. I think I think there was a lot of hype for it oh, at the there, beginning. Well, there but... was a lot of hype. There was a lot of promise. There was a lot of features that were talked about and promised. And then the game came out, and it was empty. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like constitutes as a, a rise and fall thing though. Not to do too many angels on head of a pin, because like to me, a rise is like a lot of people are like actually like playing it and such. Yeah. But I guess that it's also, but I guess that Pokemon Go is unusual that you get a lot of people playing something and stopping playing it. Whereas is that with that, I do think that's probably the more common rise and fall now that I think of it. Whereas that there's a lot of hype for something and then it just doesn't deliver. No, there were a crap ton of people playing it though when it first came out. Yeah. Oh yeah, when it first really? came out, there were a, lot of there were a playing ton. Yes. Really? Yes. And then it just... I thought everyone just saw it was a crap turn to begin with. No, 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 no people were like, like this included. is going to be the greatest game of all time and millions of people bought it. And then like the day after it came out, is when it crashed. Yeah. Okay, I rescind my objection. That's just awful. <laughs> well, I but I Especially also since people didn't pay for Pokemon. I mean, I guess people did pay a lot for like the incenses and the things and such, and people made money. But like, it's diff- if you pay for in in my view, and this is probably just because I it's just for my time when I'm like, it, if you pay for stuff in a free to play game, like you have no one to blame but yourself. Right. You know, it's just like. In theory, you can get everything you want, and if you are mad that you paid for it, it's like, no, sorry. You know, I did not spend a single dime in Pokemon Go, and I have no regrets about spending a single dime in it. Or you're really crafty, like that news story that just came out about that kid <laughs> who tricked their mother into using her fingerprint on their phone to buy a whole bunch of stuff in-game. No, that's <laughs> amazing! <laughs> for, uh, for reference, and yes. 
like the numbers have probably been updated, but last I had checked, this is a report from VentureBeat. No Man's Sky lost ninety four percent of its daily active players in about forty days after launch. That's insane, Allie. Yep. That's actually insane. Yep. So yes, um, the, I think that may might have Pokemon Go beat because I think that as we as we all talked about in our thing, you know, as we all talked about here, we all have like fond memories of when it was playing. We just got tired of it. Whereas I think doesn't sound like anyone ever had a fond experience with yeah. No Man's Sky other than yeah. crushing so, disappointment. So Pokemon Go had a plateau. Yeah. And then a drop. Yes. No Man's Sky, there was no plateau. It was just you reached the peak. <laughs> Boom. Well. And I didn't follow the hype up until the game's launch. To me, it was just, this is a space simulator. But even for me, I didn't listen to any of those conferences they had or see any of the trailers. It wasn't over-promised anything. I just wanted a space game to play that was on a console. Because most of them up until that point were on Oculus or on just on Steam. So I popped it in, and I think the, for me, the first planet or two was really nice. Getting into space, all that stuff is really, really cool, I must say. Oh, yeah. Was like... The music's really good and ambient. But after probably the second or third galaxy it just became a grind just yeah. a boring the th- after the second grind. or third system you're just like so all i need to do no is challenge. find the necessary materials to make to make more fuel so i can make more jumps so i can just keep going can i reference a really old obscure but excellent game sure that i want someone to make something in terms of space simulators a space simulator that i would actively like to play again is from the 90s and i would love to get an update of that style game which would be light speed don't even know what that is did you play lightspeed i did way back in the day yeah i let, uh, don't remember much of it but it was it's basically just like this space simulator situation where you're like jumping through these different planets and doing diplomacy with these races and sometimes shooting their ships and you are trying to basically find a home world for the giant colony ship you're the vanguard for and it was cool and the gra- and it was like polygonal graphics for the ships uh, i mean like Geom- like where did you actually get it for the ships and with the when you talk to the aliens with these little animated paintings and it was awesome those mechanics are those mechanics are great and then of course in terms of like really amazing space simulatory type stuff although then again if i wanted a 3d version of it they basically someone already ripped it off cough max effect cough but like star control 2 the urquan masters is still amazing have you played star control <laughs> no i just think this is a great conversation <laughs> it's so good these games. so good okay everybody who is listening to the spoiler cast go and download star control to the urquan masters it's free you can probably They're... find it on guild all games too yes it's but you, you it's, it's free it is glorious it is basically everything about mass effect in terms of story and excellence um but in many ways, it's like punched up to the same degree, maybe even better. As really cool, like space simulator, space simulator combat stuff. The story is amazing. It's it's just do it. Take my word for it, and then be amazed. Do and it. Yes. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it now. Have you guys seen the the lightsaber battle? Where yes. I think actually, I think Ali, you were the one that shared it. That I saw it on Facebook the other day. Yes. Was the uh, the lightsaber battle with every every class of blades is just replaced by do it do it <laughs> oh <laughs> so god right up there with one week where everything every instrument drum vocal is replaced with it's bam <laughs> or, uh, I'm, I'm personally a fan of uh all star by smash mouth but every word is replaced with somebody <laughs> oh yeah i've seen that one too somebody somebody, somebody. <laughs> oh wow 
anyway. Uh, or uh, Nietzsche Joint, which is the opening of, of the absolutely fantastic anime Nietzsche Joe, uh, with all the words replaced by smoke with smoke weed every day, and Snoop Dogg's face plastered over every character's face. <laughs> so let's move right into it. Let's do. Yeah. This is a category that I'm going to step out of, but I figure it would be fun to add is the the award for the most weeb of of 2016. Um, take... I may have to step out of this too. Sorry, uh... can you repeat the question? I get just I got distracted by Bear Force One. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, most most weeb of 2016. Most weed. Weeb. A weeb. Weebo. My vote would probably have to go to one of the Senran Kagura games. Yeah. I'm trying trying to think of something more weeb that came out. <laughs> Our conversation that we had in the last spoiler cast was pretty weeb. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> the most weeb. That was pretty bad. Now, now I would say I would say most weeb in a good way I... would have been would have been um uh, Persona Five, except it isn't out here yet. Yeah, that's mm, yeah. That I don't want to think about that. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, I don't want to think. When about is that supposed to come out? Um, I guess. So, so it was originally supposed to. So it came out last in 2016 in Japan. It was originally supposed to come out on Valentine's Day of 2017. It was supposed to come out in winter 2014. Yeah, uh, and they have since pushed it back to April. Oh, okay, so it's probably. Gonna but come China's out getting it a month before us. China. Yeah. But most weeb, I'm actually going to have to, I'm going to say weeb in a good way actually goes to Valhalla. Actually, <laughs> okay. no. 100 foot robot golf. Yeah. 100 foot robot golf. Most yeah, it was not made by the Japanese? No, no. But it's it's built around, it, it plays with a whole bunch of like the mecha genre tropes and references a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. Most, then. most weeb the in a bad way would definitely have to be. is right on the green. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, what about bad weeb? But most weeb in a bad way would probably have to be like the whatever the latest Senran Kagura game is. Okay, what is the Senran Kagura thing? Okay, I'm going to say four words. Okay, and this will sum up the entire the entire Senran Kagura series. I feel like someone should hold me now. <laughs> Titties on a ninja. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that That's leads... all you need to know about the Senran Kagura series. <laughs> uh, <coughs> wait a second. Wasn't that also basically Xbox Ninja Gaiden? So, so Senran Kagura is basically someone, t- like a Japanese developer, took a look at Extreme Beach Volleyball, DOA Extreme Volleyball, and okay. was like, no, we can do one better. On a ninja. On ninjas. Alrighty then, children. So, yeah. So... Uh, I think With now clothes ripping mechanics. Oh God! <laughs> I'm, I'm... And light beams. They're attracted to the erogenous zones. What are these mysterious creatures? They're the sentient beams of light. They're attracted to the erogenous zones. All right, so I, I think it's time to consolidate that conversation <laughs> and finally address finally address the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? Um, and talk about the top waifu of 2016. <laughs> which will, yeah. which will, which will, inev- which will inevitably lead us to Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch. Well, the good news is y'all can't have Tracer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I can have Tracer in the courtly love sense. Where I no, she's a lesbian. You can't. No, no, yeah. no. Courtly love nope. is the whole concept of courtly love 
is is that like you pine after someone who you're never gonna bang. God, stop being such a fucking <laughs> As he plays an air guitar. As he plays an no, air no, guitar. air mandolin. Oh. Get it? No, air lute. Yeah, okay. Because here's the thing. Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing. It's that Overwatch is basically an entire game of waifus. Or husbandos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think McCree probably is pretty husbando. Yeah. Um, apparently, the like the three most popular among the female fan base are McCree, Lucio, and uh, it varies up between Soldier seventy six, oddly enough, and Reinhardt. I like yeah. me a hot actually, dad. Pe- yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, both of those are the hot dad situation yeah. right, right there. Um, hot German but, dad or hot American dad? <laughs> Take your pick. Or uh, don't even choose. And then, and then uh, Genji's, Genji's butt is up there, too. Genji's but just the butt, butt is a good contender. Yeah, apparently just butt. Uh, but I would have to say that fan base-wise, now... Probably now that new information has come about about Tracer's sexuality and all the drama regarding that, probably the top waifu of Overwatch is probably D.Va. You know, I still have to go with Tracer, to be perfectly honest. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm just talking about in general. Oh, in general? Just in general. See, like, never... the general fan base's consensus. I guess, like, D.Va just always makes me uncomfortable as, like, it's yeah. a waifu. Like, I don't know. It's just like... I, I just feel like it's being pan, it's pandering me to me too much, and I want to reject. I want to push back against that. See, that's the like, problem I had with Diva, and now I've just fully embraced it, and I've spent half my time in Overwatch with Diva. <laughs> Suppose so. Uh, All right. I mean, May is also, I think, pretty high. Except up there May as well. is evil. Yes, but you know, I mean, sometimes pain is a good thing. Most no, no, of May, the May is just Satan. That. Was it? May is just Satan. <laughs> of all the of all the Christmas costumes I unlocked, I had to unlock May's Santa Claus costume. No, I, I had glorious? to unlock I had to unlock uh, Santa Torbjorn. Uh, oh. I, I wanted I wanted the Nutcracker so bad. Zenyatta's Nutcracker outfit. That one I got. Oh, nice. Uh, well, and if you're really good at Zenyatta and competitive, you can get golden nuts. Yeah, and then you can just throw your golden nuts in people's faces. Yeah. Jeez. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to a character for best waifu that isn't an Overwatch character, and that's Carlo <laughs> from Dark Souls Three. Which I, best mm. witch waifu? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, me. did the The Witcher Three didn't come out this year, right? They came it did. Out this year, right? Yeah. Well, one of the expansions came. Yeah, out Yeah, one this of the year, expansions but... came out this year. Witcher the 3. actual Witcher Three came out last. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Witcher is just also a game full of amazing waifu. Yeah. So yeah, and Carl, help you, get you a if you try and juggle them. Oh yeah, no, it's not going to end well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't at all. There's a there's a specific. Well, I've seen the storyline scene. scene in case you try and juggle both waifus in in Witcher Three. They tie you to a bed and then leave you, <laughs> and you lose both of them. That's amazing. It is true. So no, you gotta pick. It's so. And so, when I was thinking about what my favorite game of 2016 was, um, a couple came into my mind um, that weren't Overwatch. Uh, those were The Witness, which I talked about earlier. Another we haven't talked about, and I think largely because I, I think I'm the only one that really... No, I think you played through it too, was Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Was is always a solid experience, but a very traditional kind of what you expect. Yeah, I was, I was honestly kind of let down by Uncharted 4. I thought it was really good, but it, from the from the way that Uncharted games are good, and I think I'm just starting to get burned out from the, mm-hmm. on the series. Well, isn't Uncharted saying it's ending at four? 
No, they, they're making another one now. They said they yeah. were ending at three, and then they made yeah. four. But and if then, it's ending, but is it possibly it's going to be like with Nathan Drake's daughter or something? That's, I think, what, what they're going for or something. But it's, cool. they're definitely it's making like, another dude. one. And I feel if they do that, if they like make it as no longer the Nathan Drake story, I think that that has a way to extend it and potentially do interesting things. Possibly. Um, the uh, Is there anything else, that, before we talk about best game of 2016, I guess, then, is there anything else that people wanted to kind of bring up? I have one other item, but I'll send it to the floor first. If there's any other kind of general conversation you wanted to have. Nope. Uh no no I, I think... was just trying I was just trying to think if there were any other contenders for best waifu of the year outside yeah, well, of Overwatch is just kind of <laughs> Overwatch just just gobbled up all of the waifu of the yeah. As far as Overwatch waifus, mine's got to be my main gal Symmetra. Symmetra, she got yeah. legs for really? days. Yeah, legs for days. <laughs> I just she's also like probably my favorite character to play as nice. even before the patch. <laughs> um, nice. I'm also a fan of Young Anna. <laughs> Um, Excellent. The only other point I wanted to bring up on games this year is that this this year saw the release of two games that we never thought would ever come out. Yep. One of those games being The Last Guardian, the other being Final Fantasy 15. Oh wait, that's right. That's thank you. <laughs> um, no, so my, so best waifu outside of Overwatch of 2015 is definitely Noctis and his boy band. <laughs> I didn't play Final Fantasy 15. I don't know how long of a game it is. I don't know if I want to get into that sort of yeah, commitment. Right. It's a commitment. Did anybody oh, hear it's, it? it's a JRPG. I want to talk about it all. I feel like we should probably address it. Um, I've not played it. I've seen many people speaking about it, talking about it, uh, and what has been keeping me from picking it up now that I kind of have some free time is the announcement that they are going to be releasing massive free updates for it that will affect story oh interesting interesting Allie did you play it at all free updates yeah Allie I think you're our only hope right now what did Did you play play Final Final Fantasy Fantasy 15 nope Ah, nobody here played it. You failed us again. I'm not that. Uh, Honestly, I'm not that huge into Final Fantasy. Like I've played a handful of them and liked them, but like at the time, like my my JRPG that I'm waiting for is Persona Five. Right. I'll play Persona Five, and then maybe I'll play FF15. Yeah. Yeah. The the overall consensus I think thus far has been that Final Fantasy 15 is is good. And the only other one, of course, which we're going to have a podcast about, so I don't want to talk about it too much, is The Last Guardian. Yep. And without saying much, because we'll, we'll chat about it later, is, I really liked it as a game that I was, haven't been waiting 10 years for. Right. I really liked it. Um, as a game that I have been waiting for 10 years for, is a little bit of a disappointment, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's killing my PS4. <laughs> but we'll talk about that yeah. when we get to Allie, any, the I know Allie, any thoughts from your end on that? On what? On uh, the Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got I spaced out again. It's been a long, no it's been a long day, and it's not. It's even... okay. Um, I mean, like I, w- I was telling Dan earlier before we started recording that I kind of had to be walked through a lot of it because as much as I love Team Ico games, I really wish that they would not stick so hardcore to the way their controls work. A lot of the complaints that people were having about the game was the dog, Bird Dog's AI. I actually didn't have a big problem with Bird Dog's AI. I had more of a problem with controlling the player character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, in a. Uh, but overall, in the, in the I really liked cast. it, despite yeah. the yeah. problems I had with it. My requirement Same for story. Team Ico games is: does it make me cry? Okay, it's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this. All right, so let's so let's get to the the last the last beast. So I was thinking about my game of the year, and you can disagree. Uh, everybody can disagree here, but I, looking at it, the witness is great, and I I just had to think of. The one that keeps coming back to me is Overwatch <laughs> as my favorite game of the year. And I think the reason for me that it's my favorite game of the year isn't because it's necessarily like the best game for me of the year. But I think just the fact that I'm playing, consistently playing an online shooter <laughs> mm-hmm. speaks volumes about how good Overwatch is. Uh, more, I mean, with like The Witness and Uncharted 4, these are games that are in my wheelhouse and that I was going to be playing anyway. Like Even if nobody else liked The Witness, it's right up my alley. Puzzle right. adventure game, it's fun. But Overwatch, just for whatever reason, I'm just drawn to it. Yeah, well, I mean, again. we've also had Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 this year, but neither of them have really become a competitive yeah. scene. I've heard Titanfall 2, though, is really good. Oh, I hear Titanfall, Titanfall 2, 2 is, is really good. very good. I've heard the story is actually excellent. Yes. I bought Battlefield 1. It just made me want to play Overwatch. Yeah. I was, I'm just so done with that. Battlefield 1 I almost inf- enhanced my opinion of Overwatch because I was playing it and I was saying this is exactly why I stopped playing online shooters in the first place and then, right but what was your game of the year Tris oh right yes well so <laughs> so it would be Overwatch except for the drama and cheaters and trying to pl- actually play with randos and stuff like that so, especially when you next to Overwatch, there's a t- game that came out this year that fulfilled all of its promises, met or exceeded all of the hype that had been built up for it, and never let me down. <laughs> Doom! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's one I want to play too. I, I, I really want to play it as well. It's like, it is everything it set out to be, it's everything we wanted. And never, like I said, it, it never let me down. And it was always, like, like my problem was I was trying to 100% it, my first playthrough. So all the problems I ran into were me being like, no, I have to f- track this thing down. Where the f- is this thing? Um, But, like, just, just the pacing, it, it is everything we wanted from a Doom game. And it is also a return to just fun, high-speed shooters. And the multiplayer is a return to arena style, like Unreal Tournament style shooters. Nice. So it, it hits all the nostalgia buttons, as well as being just being awesome. Do you know what the nostalgia button that I love the most about the Doom situation, which I have not played yet, but like a lot of people I respect, including you, love the game. But even it, even with regardless of gameplay or fun or whatever, something I love about the nostalgia of Doom is it is a big deal, big franchise situation. And there are no fee to play elements of it. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking buy Doom and you have you it. Get Doom. it. You get Doom. There's no little upgrades. There's no like, oh, it's just a little skin that you're paying money for that has no influence on the on your gameplay. There's no, oh, pay this much more for this content that would normally be in the game. No. All of Doom is in Doom. I have a feeling we'll probably get an expansion pack at something, there, and it'll so, be like an expansion pack from the '90s. So there have a lot been, more levels for fifteen bucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there have been some like little DLC expansion bits for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all had to do with the snap maps, 
and the multiplayer. Yeah. Right, and not actually, the main game. Right. And actually, the stat maps is actually really cool because it's very versatile. Mm. One of the other things I appreciate so much about Overwatch to that point is mm. that it is, you buy the game, you get so far. Oh, you don't don't talk to me about how much money I have spent on... <laughs> right, right, but it's all cosmetic upgrades and it's what you want to pay beyond the $60 for the game or if it's on sale, whatever. But they are putting out patches, good balance patches, addressing their the concerns people have. They still haven't fixed... Roadhog hooks. They still haven't fixed Roadhog hooks, but they're doing their best. I've been hooked through walls, through floors. I've been hooked where there is no line of sight whatsoever. They've added, they've added um, characters without charging for it. They have added maps without charging for it. They've added tons of modes without charging for it. They keep it fresh without charging for it, and. They add costumes without technically charging for it. You could, you can still, you still have to buy loot boxes if you want to increase your chances of getting something. Um, well, there are certain items that, that you can only get through loot boxes too. Right, right. Most like the summer Olympic stuff, for, right? In particular. Although now they're they've changed that. If you've noticed with the yep, winter with pack, the winter patch and the Halloween patch, you can now buy. They're more money, but you can buy. Buy them separately if you save up the money from yeah. today's the last day of the winter event. And if I yeah, don't get I, that I Winston know. Yeti skin, I might kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Winston Yeti skin is just. I got the, the Nutcracker best. skin though, which is good. Oh no! Everybody has the Nutcracker skin that I want. Yep, I got Nutcracker. I've got Santa Torbjorn. I got Santa May. Nice. So Alex, I got Scrooge McCree. Yes. Nice. What would you, what is your favorite yeah. game of 2016? Hmm. I don't like. I have like a top five, but they're not in any particular order. Rattle them off. Rattle them okay. off, Allie. Okay. You have the floor okay. for as long as you want. Um, yeah. Firewatch, Hundred Foot Robot Golf, Valhalla, Oxen Free, and Dishonored Two. And I had mentioned earlier that I put way too many hours into Dishonored Two. Who wants to guess how many I put in? Uh, you have put in forty-five hours. Nope. You have put in. 115 hours. Okay, not that many. <laughs> I'm going to say 75. About 70, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I'm on my fifth or sixth playthrough. Jeez wow. Louise, Allie. <laughs> That's crazy. And we're, I only have talk about... one trophy left to get the platinum, and it's that stupid oh. one with the musicians, and I hate it. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll talk about that when we get to the Dishonored spoiler cast. I still haven't even beaten it once, but I'm still gonna. Yeah, I I need to power play it through and, and and sit on on that one because I love because I love the Dis- Dishonored one was one of my favorite games. So, so I guess when I saw it too, I've just been hyped for it. I guess Dishonored two gets if I had to pick one out of those five, it would that would get my game of the year award. Um, I just want to mention a couple quick ones really, just because we didn't bring them up a lot. Was a uh, Far Cry Primal came out this year? Yeah. Oh, that looked awesome. It was. I'm not really. I was never really into the concept of Far Cry games, and I picked up Primal, and I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, like I, I felt the same way when I saw it because I've never totally been into like the whole oh go just go to a strange foreign land and massacre people while feeling guilty about it because that's a bad thing well, i mean it is a bad thing to massacre <laughs> people in foreign lives but i feel like in many ways the far cry games kind of had their cake and eat it too like yeah critiquing that colonialist thing with fantasy while still just reveling in the colonialist fantasy yeah and not to say that you're bad to enjoy a far cry game but i that there's that kind of took away took away from my enjoyment of them whereas that with primal it's like oh my gosh 
you're in the Stone Age. Playing a game in the Stone Age. This is so cool. I, you just I gotta really take that honey that. badger. Yeah, no. Do you want to talk more about it? Because, like, that's... Yeah, I... No, it, just... It, it really... It really surprised me with how much I enjoyed it. It was really... Nice. It was really nice. I totally bought it, like, on a whim. And I loved it. 100% of it. It was great. Um... We already talked about Overwatch. We talked about Owlboy. Um, I want to give out... I know a lot of people don't really like this game, slash agree with it, especially since Dark Souls 3 came out this year, but I thought Salt and Sanctuary was actually really good. Cool. Mm -hmm. It's like, a lot of people were like, ugh, if you just want Dark Souls, just wait for Dark Souls 3. I'm like, but it's different in a lot of respects. And I, to me, it felt like the people that made it came at it from a place of love for Dark Souls and not to the point where it was like kind of grossly overdone. And I'm right, surprised yeah. with how huge and intricate the world is in that game. Like maybe not as much on a Dark Souls level, but to a point where I'm like, wow, I did not think like a 2D side-scrolling <laughs> platformer Dark Souls-esque game would be this expansive. But it was. And Speaking then... Dark Souls... Oh. I just want um and then a shout out to Pokemon Moon because I got that for Christmas and I've already put <laughs> nice. like twenty five hours into it and it's really good. Yeah, I put That's that on fantastic. the list. Yeah. Get in the back, Nevin. Yeah. Um speaking of Dark Souls, what I've been playing a lot of recently has been Let It Die, which mm. is the new uh free to play game from Suda fifty one. And the best way I can describe it is that it's a randomly gener- semi randomly generated free to play roguelike dark souls it's basically tristan's dream game because it's made by suda 51 as well yeah oh um, hey there senpai hey there, <laughs> hey there senpai so i went to the doctor the other day to get my yearly checkup turns out i don't really have any organs just nasty gunky shit oh no uh uncle death, uncle death is death. actually you know what i rescind any character i put up for best waifu uncle death uncle death is best <laughs> man though um so, Ali, what was it like to ride a mammoth? Amazing. <laughs> I, I was, was it everything you dreamed of? Because I feel it would be everything I dreamed of. I was a little disappointed that there were some animals that I was like, oh, I'd really love to be able to ride this. And then I couldn't in the game. And one of them was oh. the, um, uh, was it the saber tooth or the wolf? It was one of those. I think it would probably be the wolf because I think a saber tooth is sturdy enough to ride yeah i think it was a wolf unfortunately well, it was like the, doesn't exist it was like the great wolf too or whatever the really oh maybe it is big enough then it, it is big enough but they don't let you ride it and that made me sad oh gosh and then barry your favorite overwatch overwatch <laughs> i mean I, I i know it's like pumpkin spice is all heck <laughs> 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 hold, hold on, wow. I'll use I'll use my white girl call. Pumpkin spice latte? Venti pumpkin spice latte? <laughs> yeah. But I mean the game is just so beautiful and amazingly designed. I mean, really what I think is a lot of the staying power of Overwatch is, is that in addition to just being a well designed competitive shooter, playing each of the different classes feels like you're playing a different game mm-hmm. well I, it's it, well look at look at team fortress 2 if you want a game with staying power team fortress mm-hmm. 2 has been out since the orange box really since portal 1 came out mm-hmm. team, team fortress 2. 2 came out with like half-life 2 episode yeah. 2 episode 2 yeah and people are still playing team fortress 2 
No, no, for sure. It's yeah. like Team Fortress, and but I don't know. Like with I, you know, I like Team Fortress two quite a bit, but like I feel like why I feel like Overwatch took it to the next level in terms of the in that style of game is is that with the class of Team Fortress two, it's a little different. Whereas is that when I'm playing Soldier seventy six, I feel like I'm playing Halo, like it's old school Halo, and I love that. And when I'm playing Widowmaker, I feel like it's Silent Scope. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like Halo at all. Yeah. It feels like I need to get to a vantage point and then snipe the terrorists, like, carrying people out of the football stadium. I mean, Reinhardt. Yeah. And Reinhardt, <laughs> when you play Reinhardt, it's a, you, it's a mech game. Yeah. Reinhardt is a mech game. And May, May's a spellcaster game. Yeah. Like, you're a powerful wizard reigning evil and ruining Tristan's life. Yeah. Why? We're on the same team. Why would you ice wall our... Th- Spawn door at the start of the game. Why would you do that, Tristan? How would you feel if you knew, Lurid, that like every single that ninety percent of all the maze you faced in Overwatch were actually one person who was trying to ruin your experience and had a strange obsession with you? That makes sense. No, so so yeah. I mean, that's again. You know, it's like it's it's uh, Dan covered most of the territory. We've covered it, but it's just like you know. Overwatch. Uh, the one other thing I would add, and this is Tristan's theory that I am 100% a believer in, uh, the story stuff with Overwatch, even though it's like a multiplayer game, whenever they released one of those videos, they are excellent and interesting and fun. I get excited, and I think Tris is right. Blizzard's going to make an Overwatch movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what their endgame is, because Blizzard is... One of their secrets is just that they love story. Yeah. And... They and they've been kind of with with the end of uh, StarCraft with the end of StarCraft Two. Like I feel a lot of us who grew up with like the original like core Blizzard games of like Warcraft and StarCraft and Diablo. Like we kind of like my friend Christian Brevik and I. We kind of did like a little bit of a mourning phase. It's like well now Blizzard is going into it's just like we can make more money off of uh, well off of do it off like you know Hearthstone and Overwatch and. Uh, the Heroes of the Storm, like stuff where it's like more multiplayer and just like then just doing these big extensive story stuff, but they still care about story. Mm-hmm. So I feel that that's what they're going to do to get that itch in mm-hmm. and slash conquer another part of the world is we're going to have an Overwatch movie. It's going to be great. And yeah, so I, I look forward to that and I look forward to giving it my money. Cool. Anybody else have any thoughts on game of the year? I think we for yeah. quite a bit today. Allie, anything you want to add? Nope. Cool. All right. Awesome. So we'll cap that off. Here's to another great year of gaming in 2017. If you have any comments, want to submit your best game, uh, leave us a comment on our website at threeheadedboy.com. Watch us at youtube.com slash threeheadedboy, or is it vidme slash threeheadedboy. Um, if you like our podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us one star, whatever, however you feel. I appreciate it. Every, all the feedback helps. Definitely. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.